But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago, why the Atlantic? Why does Rice Lake Hector? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Gentlemen, it has happened. Yes, it has. The long wait is over. <laughs> Star Wars is now here, but I want more. Yeah? I want more. It left me with a lot of unanswered questions, that's for sure. I think that was intentional. Yeah, definitely I think was that was intentional. very intentional. It's just like... They started the hype for the next movie. They, they followed, did. They followed episodes four as like formula to a T like mm -hmm. something hidden in a droid that needs to be found by the empire right right like uh a battle station that's gonna blow up something unless they blow it up well this movie i think is everything that we as fans have asked for since well let's say it since episode six except okay yeah. um before we get started this is a total spoiler video. oh yeah absolutely everything so in here to... that we're saying is completely spoilery uh, we're not holding anything back. Right. Nope. So if you've clicked um, on this so video. So if, you, if you've picked this up and you haven't seen the movie yet, we're going to spoil it for you. Really? I I'm a guy who likes to spoil movies. This one you don't want spoiled for you. So. Right. Yeah. Right. It will not, it will not have the same impact. Um, did, did I thought that that was impossible. A couple times. Yeah. 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 Over, over a few things. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to all of those things. But right now, Brock. <laughs> we were supposed to do this podcast yesterday. Yeah, um, we were. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you tell me uh, what so, what happened about that? I ordered my <clears throat> ticket like three months ago or whatever when they went on sale, and I went through Fandango, and I did not read the ticket details well enough, so I accidentally bought a ticket for Friday at midnight, Saturday morning, instead of. Thursday at midnight, Friday morning, uh -oh. which is when I was supposed to see it. So I came in on Friday when we were supposed to originally do this podcast, and I was like, eh. but like, at least I didn't wait in the entire line because like I went up to the little movie thing and like tried to use my card and it wouldn't right. work. So I went up and talked to somebody and then they looked at my ticket and were like, dude, you, you're not here for the right movie time. And I was well, like, the thing is, you pro even if you, you know, printed off your ticket, <laughs> they probably would have just ripped it up and gave it back to you just like they did normally. <laughs> right. And you'd be like, dude, you're in my seat. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was pretty lame, but like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't deal with like the very first crowd of everybody mm -hmm. who was there. It was cool to see like cosplayers and all that stuff. Like people dressed up super cool. There was even that last night though. I'm sure there's uh, gonna, I mean, but like <sighs> I was, Super disappointed. Okay. We'll ignore you. <laughs> and then I also had to avoid the internet for like 24 hours. That's until true. I saw it. I'm going to get back to that since I brought in our guest. We have a guest. <laughs> uh, if if this was like a six o'clock news broadcast, this would be Matt saw the movie last night. <laughs> yep. Yep. So he also saw it. Matt, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. Okay, there we go. We got that over. Um, <clears throat> now we're back to it. Brock. You had an interest, well, you did too, uh, but especially Brock, you had an interesting story, which you already told, but I have a question. 
And my question is, how was it trying to avoid spoilers? Was it hard? Was it easy? It was pretty easy to avoid spoilers on the internet. And like a lot of websites that I follow on Facebook and other social media things got really <coughs> pissed if people spoiled stuff in the comments. Yes. Like I know Kotaku and like a bunch of people that I follow on YouTube were like banning people, their, their subscribers, because they were ruining the movie for people right. in the comments. Luckily, I didn't see any of that, so I didn't have anything <coughs> spoiled for me. Um, but I think that, uh, social media, like really made an effort to like try to keep people from spoiling things. I don't know if you guys had a similar experience. Uh, what was your no, experience? I was, I was at work. I was at oh. work all day, so I didn't have a problem with it. There you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. No internet there. Yep. Um, all right. Well, let's get right into the movie. Uh, we'll talk about each of the characters. Well, first, how did the movie make you feel just overall? How did you think about it? How, what, you know, what did you think? Just overall, it did, it, tr- did it live up to the original trilogy? It had a lot of the trademarks of a Star Wars film that like make me like Star Wars films, like yeah. quirky dialogue. Absolutely. The dialogue between Finn and Rey is hilarious, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. opinion. Subtle um, humor. Yes, I love that Han Solo went back to smuggling. That's so yes. badass of him. Yes. And he's just like smuggling. Not only that, but doesn't get just one gangster mad at him, <laughs> but two... two. At the same time, yeah, that's the one of them hug. says, you owe me twice. And he's like, ooh, what? I don't remember the second time. What was the second time? It's like, I remember the first time, but I don't I remember the second time. It's he's done it so many times that he Han doesn't Solo even move. remember. I love it. Total Han Solo Part move. of senility, I think. But yeah, like the whole movie I loved, but also made me sad. Yes. Why did it make you sad? Because Han well, is my favorite character. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get to why it made you sad. Man, what were your thoughts? I thought it was very good. Um, they did a. It seemed like to me, since they had all these nods to the original trilogy, it kind of seemed like they were kind of dissing the like episodes one through prequels. three. Yeah, the, all the prequels. It mm-hmm. seemed like they were kind of like saying, no, they're, they're not as good, but we're going to stick with the original formula because it works and people like that. And there were all That's these true. like, like if you paid attention, there were so many different nods to like, especially episode four and all these original things It that... It was very satisfying to me. I Super. I'm one who always said that the prequels only had one redeeming. Well, there were a few redeeming things to them, but really just one I that like really one stood and out. Three. I just hate episode two because of Hayden Christensen. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hayden Christensen brings him way down, but I think there was still one huge redeeming factor out of the whole prequels, and that was, and he's right there on your shirt, Ian McGregor yeah. as Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He did an incredible job in there and it's like let's let's try to raise up the one thing that did go well in obi-wan kenobi and at least mention him in the movie yes we're getting there kylo ren's real name is ben which is obviously ben kenobi but that's the only homage to obi-wan that you have that it's pretty obvious that ren is an inverse of ben Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he said Ben, I was like, oh. He just changed the B to an oh, R. I see what you did there. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, um, I don't know. I I did really like it. I did, too. I did, too. But that was, the, that was probably the only complaint that I had is you have the prequels. Why not try to mm-hmm. either – they're just trying to distance themselves from it. Why not just try – instead of try to, like – Well, hopefully in the next one, I think o- it's we'll okay. learn – those are those are there. They're still part of this. At least bring out like it's the like good the little cute 
little part. little right. ugly dog that people bring along just because they feel bad. For the it. whole offshoot of the story that happened before the movie that I really wanted to know more about, and I think we'll learn more about in the second one, and this could bring up like the Obi Wan thing, mm-hmm. is like the whole Luke trying to train people in like a new Jedi Academy that failed. And like how all of that went down. That would be, and I think we're gonna see that. Right. Not maybe in the next movie. Maybe Luke will tell stories. Right. Maybe there'll be flashbacks or whatever else. But I think Luke's ultimate failure was failure was Kylo Ren himself. Right, and yeah. that's that's a total like story that they took from the now non-canon novels with Jason and Jaina, the Han Solo and Leia twins that don't exist anymore. But Jason was bad, and he kind of was like. Luke's ultimate failure and Luke like loses a lot of trust in himself because he lets somebody follow the dark side. Right. And I think that's what happened again. And I think that's why he tried to distance himself from maybe his daughter. Uh, I, I, was I would about be, that. I would be surprised. I think it's definitely his daughter. She's somehow related <clears throat> to all of this. I mean, if you think about it, her parents disappeared, then she has a flashback to it. It was, if I remember right, Kylo Ren standing there holding her hand as her parents are flying away or something. There's someone Somebody. there. Someone. You to... don't see who it is. <clears throat> but then she's also so, talking about like water with an island in the middle. Like something she, like that. Like she, like, that was uh, that, that she was goes. Maz Kanata after. She held her hand and she yeah. said, an island in the middle of an ocean. And I'm like, I'm you know, you're supposed to be led to think that, you know, Maz Kanata is talking about her. I saw through those. <laughs> what, what does Yoda see? I see through your. Anyway. I saw through that, and I'm like, nope, that's where Luke is. He's on an island in the middle of an cool ocean. And then he... when the Millennium Falcon's flying through at the end, I'm like, yeah, island <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. Got it. <clears throat> I think um, it's interesting, too, that that's supposed to be the first Jedi temple. Like, what's going on with that? Like, uh, Yes. That was in the Crawler, I believe. He went right. to the original Jedi, or he went in search of the original Jedi temple right. or something. So that's that's interesting. I thought he was going back to Coruscant. So yeah, which got blown up. Which is which, blown up. Yeah, which I well that was that was the another nod to the original prequels. There right. we go. Is they're blowing up Coruscant, which means with their giant with Death the original Star planet size <laughs> cannon like thing. You can guarantee that all those planets were Coruscant, Naboo, any of the other planets that they visited in the prequels. That was can the destruction of the prequels right is there. like a two-tier, like, royally screwing whoever you're shooting at because first you come into their system with that thing and suck the power out of the sun. And then you blow up And then planet. you blow up everybody with it. So now from they don't a, have a sun. From a scientific and Neil deGrasse Tyson look of the thing. So <laughs> they, they blow up the star killer base. And it blows up and turns into another sun. (laughs) Essentially changing the shift of gravity in the system from way over there (laughs) to over here, which means like all of the planets in the system now are like, what? What's going What do I rotate around now? Yeah. So that's that. I mean, that's just kind of interesting. It was a very cool weapon. I like how it's very practical. Like how how they had multiple targets. Did they have for like it? giant space mirrors or something. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that it was would like work. a curveball. Yeah. I think we're just supposed to Except be like, like four it's, of them. Yeah. It's Star Wars. <laughs> just leave it at that. And that's it. Well, uh, uh, how did it split off? Did you have giant space mirrors? That's Star Wars. All right. Uh, let's get into characters okay. because that's what I really want to talk about, and we'll try to stay like in order of their appearance. So the first major character we see. Besides BB-8, is Poe. I really like Poe. I 
Ooh, excuse me, that came out of nowhere. I think he's I really be a, like Paul. He's going to be the main character in Rogue Squadron too. I think. Is he really? I think so. Yeah. I, I've seen him in pictures w- for that upcoming movie, and that's that's going to be a movie that takes place before, like when the Empire's still around, because mm-hmm. Tarkin's supposed to be in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I liked him. I so we'll probably character. see a very young Poe. I would imagine. Um, in Rogue One, so that's that's really exciting to see that we'll see a lot of backstory to Poe. Mm-hmm. coming up and also like you know even next BB-8, year because that thing is like such a random bb8 droid. is his droid i never right. saw that coming i'm like oh all right that's how he gets in the story i love so how that it was goes really like up into the starfighter like from the bottom mm-hmm. yep because <laughs> he's a little ball ah, yeah awesome. yep and then i'm thinking like what if like a normal r2 unit like r2d2 tried to get in there like the little right. sucker thing for i think BB-8's he must have to like customize his own fighters to yeah it's gotta be yeah. it's gotta be um. All right. Anything else about Poe Dameron or BB-8? Oh well, let's, let's talk about BB-8. Yeah. Um. So obviously they're trying to make a character that children connect with. We've tried this before. Mm-hmm. Did it work? Yeah, I, but this one doesn't yes. talk. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> one, that's yes. the best part about it. The best. I I think the best part of it is Bill Hader, and one other guy I can't remember his name did the voice for yeah. BB-8. Wait, really? Yeah. Bill Hader, oh, like SNL, Stefan, yeah. Bill Hader did the voice for BB-8, or I did the, the sound for BB-8. Like, the way that BB-8 is shaped and, like, the way that he could do his reactions, like, the mm-hmm. head down thing and everything was perfect. Thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that was badass. With the, little, <laughs> with the little lighter. Yep. Yep. He's even got the little electroshock thing. And I, I love was, how Finn, like, convinces him to lie. Like, he convinces, a, like, a robot to lie for him. Yeah, like, I don't understand that. I, I was trying to figure out how he was gonna have all these gadgets in it, because you know R two has all these gadgets like yeah. in his body. It's like it's a ball. How is he gonna? And then he just rolls over to a different side, and just this like thing comes out. Uh, us, I open up at haha. Here at Open Box, we subscribe to Entertainment Weekly. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I have a few. I read them. I have a few of them. You know, sitting in the drawer of my desk, and. About a month ago, we got the Star Wars edition one, and I read an article about BB-8 itself, and they were talking, I think it was to J.J. Abrams, maybe the designer, whatever else, about BB-8, and there was a big picture of him, and it's like, you can see lots of compartments on there. Yeah. On the ball, and do you you have a function for each one? And the guy they were interviewing was like, no, we'll just kind of discover as we go along. (laughs) That's a good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. They have all these compartments on him. Sometimes I feel like that's how R2's And they don't know what they do, which is the best part. I feel feel like sometimes that's how R2's arms work, too, because, like, all of a sudden, randomly, he'll just, like, bust out something, and you're like, what? Like the jetpacks and the prequels? The jetpacks and the prequels. The little buzzsaw in episode six, Mm -hmm. which I thought was the best weapon. Um also the a little yeah, electroshock so like he can serve table. drinks yeah. let's not forget that or in revenge of the sith he just all of a sudden busts out like 20 different things simultaneously right true. It, like in the green just scene. freaks out yeah mm-hmm. one thing i noticed about bb8 was sitting i was sitting in between my mom and my girlfriend and i think one thing that they were trying to do was like through maybe if you look at a lot of the movies they have one character that more is like you were saying well it's for like kids and maybe women mm-hmm. and so like the like you the look one at the one that ewoks. has the cute factor yeah like the it. ewoks of course yeah. everyone thinks that the ewoks are like freaking adorable um so i sitting in between them definitely i think they hit that because yeah. i every time he came on the screen i'd hear from one side or both saying oh right yeah i, I think it's like he... a droid dog like a little puppy 
Mm-hmm. We'll have to go to a break soon. But I think he is an interesting character because he's complete. He's on screen. He's not digital at all. They actually they call him more of a puppet than like a yeah. remote control thing. Like obviously there's controls and mm-hmm. things going on, but they have essentially a puppeteer doing what he what he does. Yeah. And uh, there was an interview with Daisy Ridley where they were talking to her about it. And she, she says it's really interesting when he's on set because he's always moving. He's always breathing. He's always doing things, always making noises, all of the other things. And it's um, it's really interesting. You just said the name of the podcast. I did. I, I, kind of, I think I fit that in every podcast so far. Uh, I'm going to go to a read, which means I'm going to have to like twist. All right. Hard. Uh, next, we're going to talk about uh, Kylo Ren. Sweet. How about that? All right. The Other Things Podcast is produced at Openbox Strategies in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Openbox Strategies is a website, video production, and online marketing firm that delivers fixed-fee, value-based products and never for an hourly fee. Jumpstart your marketing today. Call 262-825-6993 or visit openboxstrategies.com. All right. Let's get into this. Kylo Ren. New villain. Uh, Han and Leia's son. Han and Leia's son was revealed. Um, Which Still totally don't know the origin of his sparky, weird-looking, sounding lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, I like the way he uses it, though. He uses it like a friggin' Scottish broadsword. Like, mm, he, just, right. he just wails. And I also like him throwing his tantrum fits where he just destroys random I, I love shit. that scene when he just starts going to town yeah. after Ray escapes and the two stormtroopers coming around the corner. They're like, and they're like, this isn't good. <laughs> and they just turn around. Yeah. Right. just kind of like, right. Let's avoid that. And guy. also with him and I can't remember the general's name, but Hux. the main general Hux. Yes, thank you. Where he's sitting there at the controls and he says something like, "We lost him," and he goes to town. He just mm-hmm. goes nuts on the control panel. He kind of stops, turns it off, puts it away. Is there anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's, oh, he's psychotic. Yeah, he's a little <laughs> creepy in that way. Like. His voice, especially, it's got like the Darth Vader feel to it because it's like mechanical. It does, and it's very. It, you're right. It's very mechanical. I accidentally made my voice sound like that. Yeah. Like not today, but before, which is I'll have to find whatever compressor they use. It, so. it reminded me kind of the Bane voice, a little bit because I mean? mm-hmm. it's got that like higher tin yeah. to it. Yeah. But certainly a very menacing character. Adam mm-hmm. Driver knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I think. he did a good job. Even even with the mask on, he was really good. And His I like the walk scene where he's very where, particular. I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's got a he's got a stride. He does. It almost looks awkward, but somehow not. Right. I I hear what you're saying. I think I think one difference between him and Darth Vader is Darth Vader was always like a foot taller than everyone else. Yeah. And just kind of like glided across places, especially with mm-hmm. his cape. I don't think Kylo Ren has that. He's a lot smaller, and he but he's got this like menacing feel to him. But he's still a lot smaller. Well, I think the. You know, the pinnacle of Darth Vader was at the end of Empire Strikes Back, where, you know, they're chasing the Millennium Falcon with the Eclipse, I think, the Super Star Destroyer. And the Millennium Falcon goes to light speed. It's gone. And he just kind of stands there, looks, looks where the Millennium Falcon was, turns around and walks away. And it's like. Oh, he's pissed. Yeah, he didn't even have to say Oh, he's pissed. And everyone's just... Yeah. You know, and it was just... He didn't have to say anything. He didn't go hacking at people. He didn't (laughs) go choking people. He didn't do anything. He just kept his calm, turned around, and walked away. 
That's the but other we just too. see a psychotic Kylo Ren, which is just, um, which is just nuts. Yeah, I think that too. Like it's a good thing to remember that like they said that his training is unfinished. So yeah, it's kind of like an apprentice at this point, just like a really powerful one because I'm sure he has natural abilities in the Force because of who his yes. parents are. Yes. Um, but then also I feel like I don't know. I feel like somehow Kylo knows about Rey. You think so? I think so because every time he says a girl, what girl? You know what I mean? Like he 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 knows that there's another force sensitive. Now he definitely knows because he fought her. He fought her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now he'll become even more like Darth Vader because he's hurt. He's really wounded. So I think that they're gonna rebuild him. I think he's especially cybernetic style. Right. I think he's especially interested in her now because especially when he was trying to get the information out of her using the force, which was awesome. Yeah, that's an interesting she, force power. That is. That is. Also, the interesting force power to stop a laser blast in the air. Right, and then just walk away from it and then let it go later. I thought he was going to use it. To kill. I thought he was going to kill Like, where he holds it there. He holds it there. I thought he was going to, like, do the Darth Vader thing where he absorbs it in his hand, but he just stops it. Just stops it. And it's just chilling in it in the midair. That's nuts. And I love how the whole movie was just so, because, just so incredible, because Poe's just walking by. He's, like, being held by the thing, but he's, like, <laughs> he's like looking at it as he goes by like eh, eh. you guys like not gonna talk about this <laughs> like do you guys see this normally do you not see what just happened here but uh no that's incredible um so kylo ren great villain yeah i feel like we can understand who he is Oh, did you like how he used the, the cross guard on his lightsaber to screw up Finn's to shoulder burn him. when he was, mm-hmm. like, locked in? I was like, oh, okay. That could be yeah. useful, I guess. That kind of answers the question of, why would you even have that? It can't block anything. It's while you're in the hole. Oh, oh. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so that could work. Just explain but that, that could also work against words. you, too, if you're, like, you know, being pushed back. If somebody's more powerful you than you are. You can use it against yourself, too. That's very true. True. All right. Moving on. Uh, Finn. Finn? Nice. What do you guys think about Finn? So... I don't know if he's force sensitive or not, because they that never is really. Certainly the question. Because hell, he can use a lightsaber. That's for sure. Well, he was also a stormtrooper, and they right. trained him in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, they did. So he so kind of that, already knew. That's what how to that's do. explained. But I, I just I wonder feel if the he'll... line with him and Maz Kanata. Yeah. Um, where he's like, oh, "I need a weapon," and she's, "You have one," <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, quit buttering him up. It's a little thick." You're like, "Oh, you yeah, got a weapon," mm-hmm. and it's like. Okay, right. You know, and it's I I get it for the audience. It's supposed to be like, oh, he's gonna use it, but it's he's already trained with it. Why wouldn't he just go like, oh yeah, this is a weapon? Yeah, in in that scene in particular, he wasn't very good at using it. He was better at using it later, but I think that's just because he got more used to it. But I'm just wondering, like, if he'll end up training with Luke or if he'll just kind of be like Han Solo too. The way that I think he's being set up is more. I think that Luke and da- Daisy, Luke and Ray are going to do <laughs> their own thing together, and him and Poe are going to do the, their own. Okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. But they're going to be together, like for a lot of it. So right. he's obviously very interested in the Force. I loved the part where and he's Ray. with, he's with uh, what's that? And Ray. <laughs> Did I say Daisy again? No, 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 no. no. I said he's interested in Ray too. Oh yes, that, that too. Every time they start running, he grabs obvi- our hand. Yeah, Why stop are you grabbing doing my that? hand. I love <laughs> that was so great. Um, but 
there was also the scene where he's about to enter the Millennium Falcon and Han's like, well, where do you think we're going to go? And he's like, I don't know. The Force will guide us. <laughs> and he's Homage like. Homage to the yeah. prequels. And Han just goes, I don't think it works, works that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He just and doesn't have a He's obviously out. very interested in it. That's and such a Han Solo move, though, is to just go in and be like watching the base and be like, so what's the plan? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. Where they leave my way out of it. Although Han finally has figured out how the Force works. Like, he finally yeah. gets on Finn for like, that's not how it works. <laughs> I figured that out the hard I, way. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> um, but I think Finn as a character was certainly very interesting. Uh, we know that there are still at least two lightsabers existing in the universe, both having belonged to Luke. And so Finn isn't a clone. No. 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 But no. he's Did genetically no. enhanced, though. Yes. I think we both thought of the same thing. Yeah. Yes. But, so go ahead. So if I, – I forgot what they were talking about, but um, Kylo Ren was yelling at – um, the general yeah, Hux, General Phasma, I, or no, Captain Phasma. And he says I we thought. might yeah. as well use clones. Yeah, like so they they've got this genetically enhanced academy where they're training stormtroopers, and so I think that was either a nod or kind of like a foreshadowing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe something in the next movie. Maybe people have also been saying that Hux army. himself might be a clone of uh, Admiral Tarkin. That could be because he kind of looks like him. That could, and yeah, that, that, whole, that. that whole speech and when he's doing it for like all the First Order dudes, that was pretty, very... It's a pretty good speech. Yeah. Almost got me convinced. And then I'm like, oh, no, I hate oh, these wait, guys. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This bad guy. Um, also, uh, I think uh, along with Matthew's point is um, when he was talking about that threatening to use clones, I think that was General Hux's idea to do, to essentially take babies, brainwash them from birth, mm-hmm. and then make them stormtroopers. He says there will be a lot more loyal than clones that just yeah. follow orders. When they're talking question. about Finn, when they're trying to track him down, you can see them, them like pull up information, and they have like child photos of him like growing up. Yeah. the entire way. So I think mm-hmm. he's literally been them with them since he's a baby. Uh, moving on, I want to talk a little bit. I know it's not a character. Uh, two non-character characters, because let's be real, the Millennium Falcon is a, a character in this. The lightsaber is a character. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're kind of setting the lightsaber up as the one ring, but we're going to set that aside for now. Yeah. I can Let's talk right now about the Millennium Falcons introduction. Badass. Of course, of course it's just sitting in some junkyard. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> the second they're running, she's like, oh, it's just a piece of junk. I'm like, oh, there we go. It's a it piece is. of garbage. <laughs> I almost and got offended. I, that one got me. The, I, I didn't, I'm like, oh yeah, why would as they're running, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, why would they want to use a piece like of garbage? I like how Finn struggles to use the mounted gun. He's like, what the hell? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> he, sits, that... he sits down and then go, turns it and goes, kink, Whoa. kink. And then he's like, what, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a very good scene. But the introduction of the Millennium Falcon could not have been better. Not only that, she's crashing into everything. As it's taking off. Oh, yeah. Although it's um, so old, but it's still so durable to, like, drag along the ground for, like, a mile and just, and and just be like, nothing, oh, nothing wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> and also fly through an Crash old Star everything. Destroyer somehow. Fly through, yes, fly through an old Star Destroyer while destroying two state-of-the-art TIE fighters, which we actually learned <laughs> from the previous scene with mm-hmm. Poe flying one that they're actually pretty good to fly. Yeah. yeah. They're actually very maneuverable and well, everything I think else. I think that they've <clears throat> upgraded all their stuff. First I think they, order has. they definitely upgraded the TIE Fighter to a two-seater. Sure. 
Yeah. Yep. It's two seater, and I think it also now has a hyperdrive, which would mean that like, it, it can like. travel by itself. That's what it looks of, like. Instead of like having to. You be... mean it's not a long range fighter anymore? <laughs> no, it, it is a long range. Not, it is not, a long not, range fighter. No, I, I, well, not a short I'm range. Trying to bring back episode the four. Yeah. Oh, that's not a long range fighter. Must have been part of a convoy or something. Anyway, um, Tie Fighters upgraded Millennium Falcon. Getting used the way it should be used, I mm-hmm. think. Oh yes. Coming out of light speed in the atmosphere, going into light speed move. from a hangar. I that mean, come great. on. I don't even understand how that worked, but it was awesome. Well, I, I opened the door and then I gone. think like the Millennium Falcon is like the equivalent of Han Solo. Like old beat up but still like very capable of doing some damage there you go i like that um (laughs) pull up i am pulling up (laughs) Uh, that was very good um all right on to the lightsaber dialogue on point too no that was amazing that was also like when han and ray are in the cockpit and she just reaches out and pulls the thing out he's like that wait that worked (laughs) what got rid of the compressor um back to the lightsaber Mm mm-hmm now, personally, I don't like that they're setting up as the lightsaber has its own will. Well, what did you guys think okay, about so the, think about the vision? Now, I had an interesting story with that, where they were talking with Maz Kanata, and I think, wow, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I thought it was a great time to go. I you missed the wrong. whole flashback. I don't even know what happened. You missed a lot. Yeah, I know I missed a lot because that's they, they all show, like, my group was talking about. Yeah, so I'm going to see it again on Wednesday, so yeah. I'll, I'm I'll be able. I definitely too. won't be leaving that uh, for that part. You're going just for that scene? Uh, no, I was already planning on going. So, <laughs> but if you uh, so the new canon books that are part of the storyline, there is a Jedi Master named Quinlan Boss in the old Jedi Order, and he has okay. this ability called like forced object sensitivity or something where like if he touches an object he can learn its entire history and where it's been and who's touched it and all this stuff just through the oh, force. Oh, so that's already an established So I thing. think I yeah. think that that's a force power that um, Ray has. So I think that's why she had that connection. I don't think necessarily it's sense. the lightsaber, but um, it also just demonstrates how much how powerful she is in the force. And that's where I was going to go with that as well, where it's not so much the lightsaber that is remembering. It mm-hmm. is I mean, think about that one specific lightsaber. It's been through yeah. everything. And she that didn't the... tell her where she got it, because that's my whole thing. It's because that's that's the one that was in his hand when it, Luke got it cut off. Here's my just kind of whole overarching thing about this new movie is we had the prequels where they explained everything, right? Yeah. We didn't like it. We don't want them explaining everything. I do need some explanation, though. But, but wait, there will be explanation. But Next like one. Yoda says, you need to be patient. Yeah. You need to be patient. There are two more movies coming out. True. And I guarantee those things will be explained. We'll see more flashbacks as, as mm-hmm. she learns, um, as she trains with Luke and all the other things. He's going to... There it is again. And he's going to tell her stories of things that happened. Right. Like my complaint from I think before, she'll probably build Obi-Wan will come too. out in the next movie. I think she'll probably build her own lightsaber, too. You think so? Yeah. I think we'll have a new color. Yeah. Just for fun. Cool. Just because? Yo, yeah. If it's like purple or pink or something, feminists are going to go off their rocker. Oh, yeah. Just so everyone Although means Mace it Windu. can't be any of those colors. Right. So I've... Even though Mace Windu is the last one, they have a purple lightsaber. But we're just going to ignore that. <laughs> 
Um, um, I just, I don't know. I think that Ray is like super powerful in the Force, and I think it's because she's Luke's daughter. And I think it was interesting that Han gave basically the exact same spe- speech to Ray about coming on and helping the Millennium Falcon as Han gives to Luke like in Episode Four. I don't know if you remember that, that. Is when, true. He, when he's like, "Come on, kid! Like you're good in a fight. You're like, good we in can, a fight. Like why don't you? Yeah, we like could we could use, use you. exactly. He gives basically almost the exact same speech to Ray. So, you're offering me a job. Exactly. Yes. Uh, well, let's go to a break. Uh, we'll come back and we will. I want to talk about Snoke. Absolutely.